Hey, what's up, guys? It's Rico here, CEO of Source Financia, Coast to Main Podcast, and the host of the Source Financia YouTube channel, of course, back with another one. I don't want to be a product of my environment. I want my environment to be a product of me. For the audience that you know is in first-time um, shippers and first-time buyers, what would you say are the most important things to take into consideration when picking a freight forwarding company? So going with someone that's honest, um, I think, is the most important. Not looking at price so much, but someone that, or, or I guess honesty kind of leads into transparency, uh, but someone that's proactive for you uh, and that can tell you, hey, you know, your products are stuck or, hey, you're not paying enough and this is going to happen. Uh, so, so someone that's proactive, that's going to, again, take that time to actually pre-clear your products during import. Those that are actually going to be working with the reliable trucking companies, those that are telling you about potential accessorial charges, which is something we didn't really touch on, but again, are those pre-pull, the, uh, you know, why am I charging an extra 200? It's because we need to pull it from the yard so it can get there on time. Otherwise, you're gonna pay the, the, the yard storage fee. There's so many different things that go into this transparency. Um, reliability also goes into it, you know, knowing that if they're not able to get it onto that vessel that they're working around the clock to try to get it onto that next one. So I, I think those are uh, the most important things. And all that, of course, ties into what you just talked about, and that's relationship building. Um, someone that is actively wanting to engage with you and vice versa that you enjoy working with. And it's going to be there in the, in, the, in the good times and the really good times where pricing is super cheap and they're making money and you're moving high volumes, but also in the worst times, right, where they mess something up drastically and they're going to try to do everything in their power to rectify that you mentioned um some of the paperwork involved and in, in that aspect i think that sometimes can be a little bit overwhelming if you don't have a reliable agent or somebody who's able to explain these things to you what advice do you have for people in terms of understanding the most important paperwork they need to have prepared uh, for shipments from china to the u.s specifically I would say for when it comes to documentation, if I'm understanding the question correctly, make sure you don't put anything that your freight forwarder asks for in the, the THB or the too hard basket. If they're asking for a particular piece of paperwork, don't wait until two days from them to actually get it to them. Immediately talk to your supplier, make sure that they're communicating well. A lot of times companies, even C-level you know, execs that are working for major corporations, they'll have WeChat groups between their freight forwarders and their suppliers. And they'll just put mm -hmm. them both in there and say, hey, look, this needs to get done. She needs this paperwork or he needs that. So making sure that you're supporting your freight forwarder in every way for any documents that they need. That's a, that's a really important point. Uh, and we do that as well, where there are sometimes situations where, you know, the freight forwarder asks us or something. And then, you know, we just know it's going to be faster if we just put the freight forward in a group chat on WeChat with the supplier, and then they can just communicate directly. Um, so I, I, re I really think that's an important point to, to uh, put across to people. Insurance is a, is a question I get asked about a lot, and you touched on it during your presentation. Are there standard percentages around like how much insurance costs, insurance costs, and is this something that is 
generally included or is this something that you actually have to point out and say, hey, I would like to insure my, my products? I'm the wrong person to ask about percentages. I want to say 0.03, I could be completely wrong, but I want to say 0.03 to 0.06 of the commercial value of those products is what you want to insure. And now there's different levels of insurance. There's the shipping carrier insurance, which I think freight forwarders are required to get. Freight forwarders can also provide you with their insurance, which are typically going through the same insurance companies. It just means who's going to handle it is likely going to be the freight forwarder if you pay them to. Um, So they're the ones that are actually going to gather all the documentation, all the lines of communication and submit that to the insurance company uh, rather than relying on the shipping carrier to submit it to the insurance company, which can take a lot longer. So if you're worried about cash flow, I, I always see insurance as a huge investment. I mean, even I get suckered into the the air flight insurance that you pay an arm and a leg and it's only like if you're in a hospital or something, but it's like, hey, what if I am in the hospital? That that could yeah. actually happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's great when you need it, uh, but it's also great when you don't need it because it gives you that peace of mind. So I would 100% always suggest getting insurance. I know it's a cost, uh, but it's something that you just have to work into that, uh, that those cogs, right? The cost of goods sold. We just um, kind of talked about how, like, I think most buyers aren't aware that sometimes the, the Chinese agent is in, and the U.S. agent or whatever country aren't working for the same company. You know, the, the Chinese agent will pay the U.S. agent to handle the import-export process. What are some of the biggest misconceptions you think clients have about the import export process? Well, again, I think that they think it's easy. <laughs> I think they think it's as simple as, okay, you bring it in, you pay the taxes, and then you have it cleared. Um, there's actually a lot of moving pieces that go into it, whether it's working with the, the shipping carriers, whether it's making sure that it gets cleared through customs, whether it's making sure that your truckers get it picked up on time, making sure that you deconsolidate it and then repalletize it to get to the right places. Uh, there's so many moving pieces. And uh, I mean, the same goes for the entire supply chain, uh, but particularly for shipping and logistics, this is sort of that last leg, right? You've already ordered your products. You've already had the manufactured. You've gotten QC done. You know, those are all good and well, but now you're really relying on that last mile haul, getting it all the way to the final destination and getting it there safely, right? And, and that's something you want to invest in. That's something where you want to make sure your freight forwarders are happy. That way they make sure that you're, your, your items are well taken care of. In the worst scenarios, they'll tell you, they'll be honest. So it's not as easy as just, you know, paying a cheap freight forwarder and, oh, that's the cheapest price and I'm going to go for it because it has the best margins on it. Uh, it's going with someone that's reliable. It's going with someone that's honest, right? It's going with someone that uh, might, they might not be, they're probably not going to be the cheapest. Uh, you're going with someone good, they're not going to be the cheapest. Uh, but they are the best option to mitigate those risks when it comes to logistics. They are proactive. They are communicative. They are going to likely work with a U.S. agent, but that's in your best interest. Um, yeah. So you're paying for what you get. Yeah, no, I always tell people, like even with the the shipping company that we, we've been working with for a while, um, I tell my clients, I'm like, they're not going to be the cheapest option, but they are the most reliable, at least from our experience. Now, of course, right. we work with other companies from time to time, but I'm like, yeah, we can get cheaper options, but you know, I, I can't necessarily vouch for those options, right? As, but that's as much the as issue. I vouch for this company. 
Yeah. That's the issue, right? You, you get them the cheap option. You get them the cheap option. Something goes wrong. Now you have to deal with it. Yeah, then you have to do exactly. <laughs> you know, I mean, that, that is that is the consultant's uh, conundrum where it's like, you know, if, if we can allow, you can allow a client to, to go with the less expensive option, but if it goes wrong, we ultimately take the blame. So um, right. gen- generally, I'm very adamant about like, do do what i want <laughs> because at least that way i know like okay if i messed up i messed up for real not you know i allowed somebody to influence my decision and then end up uh, getting blamed for it well um, you're speaking from experience right yeah, you, you don't go yeah, to the sure. doctor for for surgery and tell them how to do the surgery <laughs> yeah, yeah. so it's always it's always a it's always an i've i've learned because I've, I've gotten burned from you know when i was a little bit less experienced um now it's like yeah i'll put my foot down like I, i'd rather not yeah. be a part of the project and, and if if that if a client is adamant about going in a direction that i don't agree with then you know go in that direction and then ultimately later on be like oh yeah i wish we'd have gone with what i said in the first place 100 percent agree so it's so, so important so i guess that's another point to say hey guys like if you're working with a consultant or you hire a professional company to help you with something that you're not experiencing and take their advice <laughs> and, that's, uh, it's really important and take it seriously yeah, yeah it's it's important yeah. see uh, expedited sea freight is something that we we dealt with this year um with pp which i'm going to talk about a little bit later but what actually makes it faster like that's a, that's the thing i actually didn't quite understand is you know, it's 10 it was about 10 days it actually was about 10 days faster than a normal sea freight so uh, do you have any insight into what makes it faster so you're paying a, a premium typically i think to get on smaller vessels uh and the smaller the vessel the less cargo it carries the less cargo it carries the faster it can go and they have more direct routes hey what's up guys thanks for listening to this episode of the main cheddar podcast if you want to reach out to us that's podcast at sourcefinasia.com if you want to check out the show notes from the episode that you just watched that's sourcefinasia.com slash made in china and be sure to also check out our youtube channel sourcefinasia all one word cheers one more yeah look niggas want to know the formula for success but I study for this test. Hey nigga, I'm better than the rest. You just rest, boy, please. Me, I'm trying to stretch my treasure chest like some double deep breast. So a nigga on the quest, no question. So I tell them birds, no nesting. Laying in my bed, hope to lay a nigga egg. No, you never hatch mine, baby. You don't match mine. I'm trying to shine like the bat sign. When it's crime and the cats firing up and got them. Watch them. Far from a thug, but I drop them. Far from a scrub, but I mop them. Watch them. Better leave them alone like